Hello, my name's Kevin Neary, and I'm going to speak to you about financial anxiety. Why it happens, what can be done, and how to try and treat it yourself one step at a time. Now I know what you're thinking, financial anxiety happens when people just plain old don't have enough money to pay for certain items like bills or whatever they may want to do or want to have. They get stressed out because they either spend too much or, and, uh, and then they're broke. You, we all know that one, that one friend, they, they spend a little bit too much money and then they want to borrow 20 bucks off you and then they... It's just irresponsible action after irresponsible action. And you say to yourself, man, why can't he get it together? Well, some people, when brought the concept of money, they've been having a lot of trouble managing the money to begin with. So these same people normally have trouble managing their emotions one way or another. A person that is uh, severely depressed either won't spend any money or will spend extreme amounts of money on trying to solve their depression. And once they do solve their depression temporarily, they uh, with with whatever they have bought, and uh, you know that's only a band-aid over something that needs stitches. They will reg- uh, they'll regress back into the depression. Once they realize they cannot consistently spend that kind of money all the time, on an all-the-time basis. But what I need you to do right now is to realize that it has nothing, the anxiety around finances has nothing to do really on how much money you make a year. A person that has $1 million in the bank can still have anxiety about the money that they have. A person that is on disability and or welfare can have more or less anxiety about financial issues because if an, if an entity or an object such as money, all right, and they're just little pieces of paper at the end of the day, uh, but if something like that can take emotional hold on your life, whether you are feeling happy or sad, that sounds kind of ridiculous, right? A little piece of paper making you feel terrible, just on edge, where you cannot get that little calm feeling. You are just ready to jump out of your skin. You say to yourself, if I had more money, I wouldn't feel like this, and that is not true. If you had more money, you would also feel typically the same way about it. You'd feel uh, on edge if you were to lose all your money. You might feel temporarily okay, but in the grand scheme of managing your money is the same way you're managing your emotions towards it. People have that feeling. I want this now. I want this now. I want it now. I want it now. We all turn into the, the, the impatience. We all uh, uh, of uh, of humans. We all we all turn in to that uh, that little girl on uh, uh, Willy Wonka's uh, movie. Uh, she's screaming that she wants it now. She wants it now. She wants it now. And her father gets a headache, so he appeases her and gives her whatever she wants. And you know, us as humans, we 
We tend to do that even as adults. We act like children when it comes to anything that we want to get done. And the world knows about it too. They know that we want instant gratification. Instant gratification for people that are making emotional decisions with their money to satisfy themselves, to nurture themselves one way or another. Commercials out there say, hey, you can't afford this car. No worries. We'll work with you. You just give us a payment every month and you can get the car of your dreams. Can't afford this house? Well, you know what? We're going to find a way that you can get this house. What they don't tell you is that house, that car, that is not going to make you 100% mentally healthy. You will find you're loading yourself up with more problems with buying a new car. You're going to have a lot of uh, repairs to do. You, 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 you're ob- you can obviously see the, uh, the cause to effect on these, uh, uh, on these uh, situations. So the root of the question is, what can you do for yourself every day that not only saves you money, which, uh, you know, saves you money and, uh, and makes you happy, makes you feel free every day? What can you possibly do for yourself every day? What can you do? You could, maybe you can make yourself a healthy meal. I mean, it's literally so specifically up to the person. Okay, what I like to do is I like to uh, stretch and do yoga. I like to take a shower just because, a hot shower just because, something relaxing, okay? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really care if the water bill goes up for me because I know that I'm taking more from a hot shower that I don't necessarily need, but I feel like I want to have. Now, the water bill may go up a little bit, in my opinion, I'm getting more out of it than two to three dollars extra a month. Some people may have that same feeling about going on a long drive. Well, if you spend more time in your car and more time at work than you do at your house, you're basically just paying for a storage unit for your body. So you're gonna wanna not live outside of your means. If you are one person living in a four-bedroom house with two bathrooms and nobody else lives with you and you don't like roommates anyways and you wonder why you're broke constantly, well, your friends and family are going to look at you like you got a screw loose, obviously. So as much as much as you possibly can to take off any kind of financial burden or to have that financial burden come back to you as money. You could still be that one one person in the four-bedroom apartment. You would just want to turn that four-bedroom apartment into a subsidized Airbnb. Make some money off it that way. You could still be that person with the brand new car, but maybe an Uber with the brand new car. By the time you know it, you got some extra money. 
The point being is that you're going to want to put your money somewhere, not a savings account. Those things are not meant. Those things are, are nice. Those are nice for a child. Okay. Uh, you're an adult now. You're going to want to put your money into a, maybe a high dividend stock, maybe some kind of a retirement package. Okay. Do your own research on all these things. You're going to want to listen because the one thing you want to be in charge of, you want to manage correctly emotionally and logically is your own money. So step one is getting a grip on your own money, finding out where it's going, if it's essential to go in those places, and can you make some cuts in those areas and so you can eventually retire much earlier than the uh, throw you in the grave 65 to 70 years old area, depending on age and restrictions and all that. So what I want you to do is I want you to take your, I want you to take your, um, what, what you, I want you to take what you make, what you, what you spend in rent per month. So if you spend $700 a month in rent, times that by 12, which is $8,400, okay? Because there's 12 months in a year, we can all agree that that's $8,400, okay? So after that, I want you to take $8,400, okay? And I want you to divide 8,400 by 365. Because there's 365 days in a year, we're not gonna include the leap year or whatever, so let's do Let's do the math on that real quick. So that's $23 and a penny. Let's just call that $23 a day to survive in your own house. Now, the minimum wage is not $23 an hour, but the average rent in a low rural area, such as the area I come from, Pennsylvania, we're looking at $23 a month, okay? I'm sorry, $23 a day. I misspoke there, I apologize. You're looking at $23 a day just to exist. This $23 a day is so that way you don't become homeless. Okay? So right off the bat, and say you only work five days a week, right off the bat, you're going to want to save $23 a day. Okay? So 23, there's about 30 days in a week. That's about $690. I'm sure you can come up with the extra $10. No big deal. Regardless, $23 a day is what you're looking at. 23, yeah. So about $23 a day is what you're looking at. Now that does not even include food yet. So you're gonna wanna take your grocery bill and I couldn't push for anybody to try to not worry about small businesses that are overcharging you just because you like the people, okay? If you want to go to the Walmart to save some money, go to the Walmart and save some money, go to the dollar store and save some money. They're not sponsors of mine at all, okay? I'm just saying if you can find uh, if you can find something for cheaper, don't be a dummy. Save yourself some money you'll be thanking yourself in the long run. Because if you can save yourself about $10 a week, that's still $520. That's 
that's still $520 a year, okay? So five, if you can find five items to save $10 on a year, you basically take that 520 and turn that into $2,600, okay? After 10 years of doing this, you got $26,000 extra money just by finding an, a way to save $10 per department in your life, food, clothing, shelter, whichever way you're looking at it, drink, beverage, health and beauty care, the basic necessities of life. If you can find a way for your product to make you money, of course, then you do that too. So we're trying to make sure emotionally that you can look at money and not have it ruin your day. What do I mean when I say that? What I mean is some people, they see their paychecks and it's not, it's not big enough for them. So they shut down emotionally. They shut down physically. They say to themselves, I'm done with this idea. You're going to want to look at numbers as if they're just numbers. And your ultimatum is to get to your bills first. And then second, you're going to want to try to find yourself some room to save money and try to retire as quickly as possible. Now, you can find a, you can find a lot of good companies out there. The stock market is not the worst place in the world to put your money, okay? Um, normally. Normally, it's not the worst place. Nowadays, they, the volatility of the market could scare some people off. Get excited about this, okay? Find yourself some free activities, whether and free activities that are going to help you in the long run. People focus on the pain of walking rather than the beautiful earth around them. And don't get me wrong, there are some very, very depressing things to look at in, in certain areas, so it's not all sunshine and rainbows, obviously. So what you're going to want to do, you want to get yourself some free activities. You want to be able to save some money. And you, if you can find a job that you're happier at doing, and it's going to cause you, it's going to cause you less physical strain on your body, less physical strain on your mind. If it pays you half of what you're making right now, you're going to want to go for that job over the one that you're working currently. People are constantly, constantly getting themselves stressed out over work. I'm not paid enough to do this. I'm not paid enough to do that. They got to be kidding me. I got to come in for overtime again. Tax season comes up. Maybe you forget to do your taxes. What I'm saying is as much as you could take off of your table, as much as you could take off of that table, a clean table... A table with zero things on it is easier to clean than a table with five or six or seven things on it. Just take everything off of the table and throw it on the damn floor. And don't even worry about the floor. I don't want to hear about the floor. Okay? You look at that table and you start over from square one because you've been looking at money the wrong way since day one because you've been taught the wrong way since day one. You've been told that you have to 
pay your bills on time, you have to get a credit card so that way you can get yourself in debt because how else would you get good credit? Now tell me if that makes any sense to a person that is not in any need of a credit card. <laughs> and normally it does, you don't say to yourself, you know what I need? I need to get myself in some debt. That way I'll, uh, people that want to give me a loan will say, well, that, that's a person over there that knows how to get himself into, into debt. That's a terrible idea. You don't need to get yourself in any debt. You can get yourself a little bit of a, uh, if, you, if you don't want to pay rent and you want to be financially free, I'm going to repeat this again. You could have a million dollars, okay? You can have two million dollars. You can have three million dollars. What you're going to want to do is not let the fear of being broke, not let the fear of living life while having zero dollars. You're not going to want to let these certain fears interrupt your daily life. You want to have enough money saved up to the point where you can do what? You know what, a bit, you know what people do when they have a lot of money normally saved up? And this is why uh, the social security system is uh, uh, still a, uh, sol- a solid program. Because human nature is taught that once people get themselves up to saving up to fifteen dollars to $20,000 in their bank account, the first thing they do tell that job to go screw it. They quit their jobs. They go on vacation, then they come back broker than ever. Then they're looking for something, then they're they're looking for a job to do anything. They're looking they got themselves so backed up and now they're scrambling. Now they're now they now they've only drawn the sword on themselves. So spending the money and saving the money, the ins and the outs, of course, you have to be financially aware. Now, with my own personal situation, I find I find ways to cut money in basically every department. Some people call me the cheapest man alive. The uh, person who runs this program, uh, Mike Caswell, does appreciate my frugalness in certain situations. I could be very, very, very cheap to myself, but never in public. You would never know. Um, you can be the same way if you'd like to. This is, I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a financial advisor, although anybody can call themselves a financial advisor. There's nothing illegal about calling yourself a financial advisor. What you really would want to be looking for is a fiduciary. But in uh, knowledge is power in any of these uh, scenarios all around. You want, um, you want to be able to, Calm yourself down with every bill that comes in. If you feel like your electric bill is too much, well, why is it too much? Are you, are you, you have to take some self-responsibility into the action? Is the electric bill making you lash out on people around you? If the answer is yes, maybe you just tell your landlord to raise your rent a little bit so that way the electricity the, the electricity could be put in his or her name that way you don't even have to look at it sometimes looking at it and obsessing and obsessing and obsessing over a bill and hearing hearing an oil uh, furnace go on and knowing that oh boy am I gonna make it through the winter time will make you 
have such extreme anxiety you can't even function in life. Where, step number two, one thing done in the worst way possible. Once financial anxiety happens, people try to treat it themselves with anything but saving money, okay? Because normally if you have financial anxiety, the root of the problem is not just regular old-fashioned anxiety. The root of the problem is either depression, where you're trying to solve your depression by you know, uh, spending a lot of money, and then you have anxiety over your finances because, well, you're damn near broke. Okay, so the root of the problem is that you're maybe, and I'm probably just going to throw this out there, the root of the problem is you're not a happy person. There's nothing to be happy about in this world. There is nothing to be happy about in this world. Everybody has more money than you, and everybody's happier than you. Everybody's life is better than yours, and your life is crap. There's no way you're going to be better than anybody else, and even if you were, you wouldn't like it. Well, I might as well go to the bar. I might as well go to the bar and drink myself to death, and you treat your anxieties with a drug. Alcohol. Some people go for alcohol. Some people are now going for marijuana in high doses. And you're no better than the heroin addict down the road because you're basically, you're still treating yourself. I love it how the, the alcoholics like to treat themselves and walk this world as if they're better than the heroin addict down the road. Because they're still on a drug. They are dependent on a drug to keep them happy. And this normally compounds themselves into even more financial stress because they just created themselves a new bill. The new bill is called, how am I going to deal with the stress I am creating for myself? Okay? Now, you do enough of a drug, it's going to help you sleep right up. You're going to wake up into your terrible life every day. Every day you're going to wake up to this terrible life until you accept a couple things. Except, except this, you're probably not going to be the richest person in the world. You probably won't be the best looking person in the world. Nobody ever is all the time consistently that way. You probably don't have the best personality in the world and people probably do find you utterly annoying most of the time. Now, if you can say these things out loud in a mirror or however you need to do it and then, immediately after you pick out all of your flaws, I want you to say this. But you know what? I'm still a good person. And although I have flaws, there's no reason for me to not try my best to spread joy throughout this world while there is so very little time for all of us. I want you to try to accept who you are, be happy with it, and continue to try to make people happier. Whether it's through money or through your actions alone, those, pay, those actions alone to try to make people happier in life won't immediately make you happy, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. It's not an instant gratification, but it will eventually make, uh, make the world around you better. Somebody else is going to try to... It's a... It's a it's a, uh, a domino effect because that is somebody you helped or that's somebody that you paid a compliment to or were nice to for no reason, gave a smile to, told a joke to, whichever. That is going to spread to another person, going to spread to another person, and going to spread to another person. P 
Positivity breeds positivity, and negativity breeds negativity. Violence breeds violence. You get, you don't even get back what you give most of the time. Some of the time you get less, and people feel ripped off constantly over getting less. But what you don't want to stress about is a piece of paper telling you where you're about to live or how you're about to live. Because there have been many cases, and there's no shame in it, where people have been able to live in their cars, they're still, they still got money in their pocket, you could go ahead and buy the not-so-fancy food. Not everybody's going to care that you're not eating shrimp and lobster every day. Hell, that grocery store clerk better not give you a look after you're buying a whole bunch of ramen noodles, rice, and eggs. There's a predisposition of uh, ego that goes along with money. Where if we have more of it than somebody else, obviously we're smarter and more successful. Not to get too uh, uh, politically correct or incorrect, but the, uh, the way society deems others that do have money or are successful, they hold them up to a very high pedestal. And you can watch certain people on TV if you want to. You say to yourself, well, look, at what, look what kind of life they have. And you can go on your social media and say to yourself, well, look at what kind of life everybody's having. But where's my slice of the dream? Where's my pie? Well, where is it? Where is it? Now, you're already thinking to yourself that these people have it figured out. The millionaire and the billionaire and the person that's better looking than you, the person that is in better shape than you, by sheer comparison alone, they have it figured out. They pass your eye test, and your eye test, you figure, and your eyes is pretty tough to, to come along. So uh, they pass your eye test, and then you, you get insecure, and you tell yourself, well, well, you know what I need to do? I need to go out there. I need to get myself a new car. Hell, I should get a haircut. Maybe I should dye my hair. So this is step three. And this is the biggest step. When you are the person who is the influencer, you will not be influenced in negative ways if you're doing it in a positive way. So when you're the person who is the influencer of what you're doing with your money, and where you're going, and you got your eyes on your own paper. You may not be the best artist in the world, but the picture you're about to draw for yourself eventually will turn into zero anxiety, a financial future that involves, eh, who cares if X, Y, and Z costs this much. I not only have it in the bank, I'm happy to pay for it because I want it, and I think that it's, it's uh, I, because I want it and I feel like it's going to be able to make me more money regardless. An empty piece of land can be, a windmill can be put into an empty piece of land and still be, and the electricity produced is not only good for society, it can be sold back to the PPNL people. So I want you to start thinking in that direction. You don't just buy something to have it. You want whatever you buy to either be affecting other people's lives positively, okay, or your bank account positively also, if it's strictly for yourself. Find a way for you to do that. 
and your anxiety from that point should not only be eased, I would, I would suggest it might be 100% gone, especially when step one is taken off where you just basically just uh, uh, look at money and don't even look at it like it's going to cause you any harm. These, these, are just, these are just numbers on pieces of paper somebody made up one day. They literally print, it out, print this money out constantly at the U.S. Treasury Department. Their wallet doesn't work like our wallet, obviously. Uh, and that's understandable. But at the end of the day, you'll be able to say to yourself... Hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to say say to yourself that if you've been able to reach out to people in your community around you and uh, and, and do some positive things, anything, anything could possibly be a positive thing. It doesn't cost you anything to say to somebody, have a nice day and mean it in a genuine way. You don't want to say it sarcastically because why? What are you doing? What would you be doing that for? You know, you don't want to be sadistic. But I'm going to wrap it up for you guys, alrighty? And hopefully some of these words you can take, put in your back pocket, take out one day and say to yourself, I'm going to try it this way once in a while. My name's Kevin Neary, and this has been my synopsis on how to try and deal with financial anxiety. I thank you to like and subscribe to My Anxiety and find it anywhere on Facebook, Spotify, Spreaker, or wherever any listening Uh, availability might be for you. Mike Caswell is a personal friend of mine and I couldn't suggest a better person to listen to about anxiety than him personally. We've had many conversations about it and Mike has a vast knowledge of all these things. I thank you again and may you all have a great night.